This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. And the reason I named this as Taking the Plunge is because there's a sense of, oh my God, this is a huge spiritual immersion process. Like I'm going to have to completely jump into something way out of my comfort zone. And as I mentioned in the last podcast of Leaps of Faith, the truth is, is taking the plunge is in this moment, I get to make a decision that's different perhaps than how I've ever thought before. Now I've, um, over the last 10 years, I've had a number of these spiritual immersion processes in life, beginning when I was in, in, in high school in my teenage years and I was 17, I went through a really, really hard time and I had no, no source of support or, or, or research. I mean, it was, I live in a very consensus reality, um, lib, uh, conservative, Republican, Catholic, alcoholic family. And so there wasn't any context for something outside myself. And to leave the Catholic Church <laughs> meant I was, you know, I was going to go to hell anyway. So there was all these uh, constraints that didn't allow me to know myself, aside from the fact that I was not comfortable being in um, in a, um, a, the, the, the context texts of uh, of Catholicism and at that time what I considered to be Christianity so I was not comfortable in that that's all I knew and I had to to get myself out of that but aside from that I didn't have any contexts or support or um, anything that would give me a sense of where I was going or what this was about so over the last um, 60 I'll be 68 in a couple of weeks and uh, so over the last 60 years um, there's been so much more information and so much more uh, support in the world for spiritual relationship with ourselves. Uh, so many more interesting ways of being ourselves that are not limited to religious traditions or even spiritual traditions that have been around for a long time. Everybody gets to make it up for themselves. And so many of the the very positive um for me, positive um, information that's in the world says, hey, this is your path. You are a precious divine being. You are a spark of the divine. And you are here to express that divinity, that grace of you. And, uh, and so we have all these religions and spiritual traditions that say, yes, and you got to do it this way. Yes, and you're going to break the law or break the rules or break the um, you know, the commandments, if you do it any other way. And part of this process is to say, hey, this is who I am. And in this, I, I will break the rules because they're somebody else's rules. They're not my rule that I didn't make that up. Somebody else made it up. And just because somebody else made it up doesn't mean it's true for me. And to, to learn and practice the art of defer um, not deferring, saying, hey, this is what's true for me, that's, that's the practice. We wonder what, what's the point of all of this in the world. And right now we're going through a very challenging time with uh, the coronavirus and people are being um, separated and, and um, being quarantined and all of these uh, different things. People are losing their jobs. People are having to do different things that they never saw themselves doing. And it's like, what's the point of all of this? And the point is to question reality, question your uh, source of reality. In a sense, what do you choose to believe in? 
Uh, and how do you practice living into that? So quite often there are those people who are Sunday Sunday Christians or Saturday Jews or uh, you know whatever religion you are, you practice that one day a week, as opposed to saying, "Here are my spiritual principles." You know, I believe in a loving God. I believe in a God that's constantly showering me with gifts and opportunities to know my true sense of self. But, but it's too scary to live that way. I better go do what everybody else is doing. I better listen to what everybody else is doing. And it's that, it's that, um, that dilemma of here's my spiritual truths. Here's what's absolutely true for me. And I'm too scared to live into that. I'm too scared to actually practice what I preach. And, you know, this is what I talked about yesterday too, or not yesterday, but, you know, in the previous podcast of that leap of faith of saying, here's who I am. Here's what I know to be true. And again, that there's so much more support in the world for you being you and not having to do it any other way. What keeps coming to mind are people who are transgenders and transsexuals um, that they are in a body that they don't feel comfortable in because it's a different sex than their their own sense of self. Or um, hom- homosexuals, gays, lesbians, um, all of the the in the the community that is sexually oriented to differently than a heterosexual. Uh, they each each of us, whether we're that in that group or another group, we feel constrained and um, unable and don't know how do I be me in a world or in a body or in a religion or in an environment, a country, a community that doesn't see me. And the practice for me is to begin to see myself. And, you know, when I was in a teenager, it was so difficult to see myself. I could, I saw myself enough to, to, to declare I'm not going to church anymore, but I had no more support to, to know how to do that. Or, you know, I, I left Glee Club and I left all of the activities that were so important to me, but I didn't know why and I didn't know how to be with it. Now there's so much more support with spiritual guides um, and ministers who've been trained to counsel people. Uh, as spiritual coaches, um, all kinds of people who are now far more capable of supporting an individual that I was at that time, or the individual that I am now and who I was and what I was going through 10 years ago, being 58 at that time, and going, I have no idea what's going to happen to me. I have no idea where my safety net is. Because the consensus reality didn't have a safety net for me. And so how did I cultivate and develop that safety net with a spiritual orientation that up till that point, even though I, I walked, I talked the talk, I didn't actually walk the walk. And so this spiritual immersion process is really about the willingness to begin to walk the walk, taking a step. Again, as I mentioned in the last podcast, taking a step in terms of shifting a thought from um, this is how I'm supposed to do it, or or the fear that I'm not going to survive this, or the fear that there's nobody here for me, or the fear that I'm all alone, the fear that there's not enough resources that are going to be here for me, to something else. That's really hard sometimes. 
but that's what we're up to here. That's what each and every single one of us are up to. So it's not as though you're the only one doing this, or I'm the only one that's doing this. Billions of people are asking these questions. How do I be me? And do I, and I, and question reality as it is, and embrace something greater that we might only embrace on Sundays or Saturdays or Fridays or uh, those days where we're uh, focused on our um, spiritual traditions and religions. What I, what inevitably happened to me was I needed to take a time every single day when I because I was in a panic. I was in a panic and I was in anguish and I was in angst. I had no idea. This is when I was 58. I had no idea what was going to happen in my reality. So all I could do is sit with myself and read um, spiritual material that brought me a sense of centeredness. It brought me to a sense of this is my truth. And the clarity of that helped me ground into that reality of spiritual truths versus um, consensus reality, which when I looked around, it said, you know, you got to get a job. <laughs> you got to go back to work. You got to do it this way, according to the consensus reality. And that's not the way that I operate. I wrote a book called The Unholy Path of a Reluctant Adventurer. And it's a, my story up to about um, 58 years old uh, of all of the ways that life showed up for me and, and the choices that I made that were not intentionally meant to be against or contrary to consensus reality, but it was meant to be both and, in a sense, I was living my truth. And, um, and I kept following these callings, which to most people would be really absurd, but that's the way I've lived, lived my life. And so to call, keep call, being called and listening for that calling is part of this uh, spiritually more immersion process is listening for what's what are you being called to what are you being inspired to do in this moment and um, as I was mentioning as I said I I would have a focused time at least once a day especially in the morning I'd get up make my coffee sit down and sit with the Course in Miracles or David Hawkins work or um, the book Oneness and uh, feel into what's what's mine to listen to and read today intuitively, and I'd be guided to to what I needed to to be attending to today. I did a lot of writing for myself about what 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 it was saying and what was true for me, and engaging in that dialogue with myself that I didn't I'd never given time for. And I think that's another big part of this is giving the time, making the time, to be in relationship with ourselves the spirit and human self. So that was an important part and being able to then whenever necessary, listen for that during the day where I needed to come back and read or come back and to my writing or come back to something that brought me back to the, the lesson or the learning or the practice for myself. The other really ele uh, important element of this um, is that I would, I would listen for uh, where I'm inspired to act, as opposed to listening to what I'm afraid to not do. I better do this because I'm afraid if I don't, fill in the blanks. So instead of listening to what I should be doing or shouldn't be doing, I listened for where am I inspired? What am I inspired to do in this moment? And this was a really, really important um, 
really important practice because it's attuning myself to my intuitive spiritual self, my higher self, my divine self, the Holy Spirit, the, the guidance of oneness. And in, the, in being in the intuition and the inspiration, amazing, wonderful um, life has, has come through me and has been such a dynamic experience for me, including these podcasts. So that's been another really, really important um, practice. Number one is make the time to sit with yourself in, in something that really nourishes you. So the spiritual listening or, you know, if there's YouTubes or people speaking or um, books that, that nourish you spiritually, read those, listen to it, take notes, and then um, see where you can practice that in your day to day living as well as the biggest practices and I give this to my clients is listen for where you're inspired and do that as a practice just as a leap of faith again just practice that for a moment it's no big deal you're not going to spend your whole life doing that in this moment practice living from inspiration and see what shows up it's a lot of fun it's a lot of hard work (laughs) but it's a lot of fun too because you learn so much about yourself and about creation and about the divine and the spiritual world. You learn so much when you open to the possibility and do an investigation from your direct experience, not from what other people have said, not what I've said, but your own direct experience. It's a lot of fun. All right, I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, If you'd like more information, you can find me at Rosie at the Paradigm Shifts or my website, theparadigmshifts.com. All right, big hugs, blessings, and bye for now. Thank you.